0: Today's episode of One Shiny Podcast is brought to you, as always, by the ringer.com.com.com.com dot dot com, dot com, where this week there is nothing, literally nothing, Tate, going on in the world of sports and or entertainment and or life in general, except the SBs and the MLB All-Star Game. That seems to be it.
1: And the Open Championship.
0: And the Open Championship at, for at, Shack Card- House fans at Carnoustie.
1: At Carnoustie. Newstie.
0: Carnoustie. Um, so the ringer.com, We're also doing. Uh, we're doing the uh, trailer bracket, uh, where they. We are. We Explain are deciding. We are deciding what the best movie trailer since nineteen ninety was. And the reason I bring this up is because I was not consulted on this. No. I was personally offended by mm-hmm. the the list naturally. As a man who has a a social media account and saw the bracket, I have to offer my two cents and say this is horseshit. This is not what I would have picked. Um, The biggest snub to me, Tate, Life of Pi. People think this is crazy. Go Google the Life of Pi trailer. I didn't even know what Life of Pi was. Neither did I. I, I remember, won an Oscar. Based do you remember the this? Trailer. Do you remember yes. this trailer? came yes. out? it was they unbelievable.
1: Had, it was like, what is this world? They had like the,
0: this this song that was like building. Yeah. You have like all this wild world going on. There's like a tiger on a boat, mm-hmm. and you're like, what the hell is it? Mm-hmm. I, I remember I saw that trailer. I was like, I have to see this movie. Movie was like, Meh, eh, eh, it was all right. Yeah, it was it's, all right. it's
1: sort of like the Avatar thing. You but know? That, it was like in the world where wow, we can have a tiger on a boat. It was like CGI I was really picking up.
0: Absolutely incredible trailer. That was my vote surprised it wasn't even on the list so uh <laughs> it looks like it looks like social network's gonna win everyone loves social network but i uh, check that you out, check out that sh- to your, what's going on on against all odds the podcast uh, against all
1: odds we were down in dallas uh mm-hmm. fantasy football camp uh you know we went down there recorded a couple podcasts had vince young throw a, a nice pass I saw that. Uh, to harry uh, I saw a nice that. little button hook harry says he's gonna run a post vince young says he can only throw the ball 20 yards he barely gets <laughs> it seven to harry at this point uh Harry was like, that's why he's not a quarterback anymore. Like, Harry yeah. falls down as he <laughs> yeah, catches yeah. it, which is. So like, Harry dove back across. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like people were cheering. Did he, did he make a football move though? Uh no. Did he complete no, no, the catch? It would it. not be a catch in 2017, but, but with a new catch rule, it yeah. would be a catch. Okay. Uh, so Harry was playing with the new rules.
0: Uh we are burying the lead. Um enough of all that. <laughs> Tate Frazier is in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. He is in my living room as we speak. Uh he flew into Columbus to we again, we are definitely burying the lead. We interviewed Greg Odin. Yeah. He's here. We are today's episode. We are just basically talking to my buddy, Greg Oden, who came over to my house, sat down on the couch with us, talked to us for like, what, in like an hour and a half, maybe. Um, we got into everything. It was fun. It was a fun time.
1: Yeah. And it was one of those weird things where, you know, you just have this this resource as Greg Oden, but he's really just chilling on your couch and it's, doesn't really care about. Yeah, it, it's, it was, it was it
0: very, either. very strange to talk to him uh, as formally. Yeah, like form like as 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 his friend and someone who's known him since when he sucked at basketball the first time and not now. Now he sucks, but like you know, there's that period where he was good in between. I knew him when he originally sucked, then he got good, now he sucks. See, you see the timeline. That's Um, as someone who knew him all the way back then. It's weird to talk to him like in a formal setting. I think he felt sort of weird by it at first, but then when he found out that he could cuss on our podcast, Mm -hmm. he opened up and started having fun. So Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about. What 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 did we cover? Let's let's do a little teaser here. We covered how he wanted to go to Indiana. Mm-hmm. We covered how uh, Portland would have been good if he would have stayed healthy.
1: Yes. <laughs> which, spoiler alert. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. If Brandon Roy, Greg Oden. We, we talked about
0: how all basically every guy that he's supposed to hate and that I hate for him, he doesn't hate. He actually likes them as both human beings and basketball we players. We talked about the, the
1: monstrous amounts of money that are out there in the world. Yeah. Uh, in NBA basketball. A what story! changed in 11 years since he came to of the scene? Juicy. Here's
0: a juicy teaser. Greg yeah. Oden committed a NCAA violation while at Ohio State. Wow you mm, gonna have to listen to the podcast
1: and then to, uh, rescinded the violation and
0: then rescinded the violation self-reported the violation wow great that's ethics and that's that's the ethics that are missing in today's college sports i would say things have changed um no we sat down with greg we had a lot of fun uh, i think most people probably expect us to have like uh, they expect greg to be uh just depressed and miserable and hating his life and you know crying over everything that's gone on in his life and he's not it turns out he's laughing he's, at he's danica patrick fun, yeah. hosting the F- yeah. F- F- yeah. F- just, he's just like just we are like you know? just like everyone else just a normal guy so uh we hope you enjoy um this is greg odin sitting on my couch this is our podcast but first, Woody Durham.
2: He takes the timeout. Technical They're on a timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All
0: right, we are here at my house in hilliard ohio we got tate frazier yes i can't believe you, you came I came all the to way ohio here. just for you, you are here in columbus ohio only for you we have my buddy keller who lives next door who said he had to be here he, he wanted to be we're, we're, we're trying out a live audience thing uh so he he's here for some reason we have my dog moses who is chewing on his toy and just looking at us with uh he's a, wide-eyed yeah, and confused yeah very confused we also have tate yes. sitting on the couch to my right mm-hmm. my good friend.
1: Gatorade Player of the Year twice.
0: Gatorade Player of the Year. Well, Greg Owen, What is what is the? Uh, so you're always introduced as the former number one pick, but I I always feel like that has a negative connotation to it. Like people are trying to have some sort of like. I'm asking you, how do you want to be introduced? Like, what is the best way someone could possibly introduce you? And then and then we'll redo the introduction.
1: <laughs> um. This is Greg.
0: This is Greg. Th- th- that's the most boring thing. All right, in the world.
1: Kyle, play the old Greg drop D- right. Do there. The- <laughs> Right there, play that.
2: I'm all Greg.
0: So okay, we're here with Greg. Man. We're here with just some guy named Greg. Uh,
2: That's how I like it, man. I'm just a regular guy. I'm just happy. You're to just be a regular guy. Okay, so
0: this is this is where I wanted to start with you, this because this is the question I get asked. Really, we could I could ask you this, and we could be done with this interview for the night because this is like the only question I ever get asked about you, and it's basically, how are you? That's what everyone asks me. they just like, hey, Titus, you know Greg.
1: I can attest to this. Everywhere that we win San Antonio Final Four, every time that he's around Bill Simmons, our boss, they just go, Titus, good to see you. And then they go, how's Greg doing?
0: How's Greg Oden doing? What's he up to? How is he? So tell the people what you're up to. How are you? Are, are you miserable? I think there's this idea that like you're just laying around watching Kevin Durant win Finals MVPs and just crying. And and you have this miserable life where I just like laugh. And I'm like, no, this man has a great life. So do you want to, straight from the horse's mouth, tell the people how is Greg Oden?
2: I'm really good. <laughs> um, nah, I'm in school. I'm happy. I'm married. Got a beautiful daughter. She'll be two in September. I'm enjoying life. I do watch Kevin Durant win those championships. I don't cry. I'm actually pretty happy for him, actually.
0: You like Kevin Durant. This is I the, do like Kevin Durant. Yeah, this really upset me. When I found this out, when you told me, in, especially now, like you, you can't mm. like Kevin Durant now.
1: Yeah. Is this a thing that you've always liked Kevin Durant or did him going to the Warriors, you were a bandwagon fan and you just wanted to join in now? No, I just. Met Kevin before, and he's a nice guy. Oh wait, you have a personal <laughs> relationship with the man, and you like right. him as a person. I'm confused. That works no. in the world. Oh okay, cool.
0: That that can't that can't be right. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't like this.
1: Um, For people that don't remember, Kevin Durant was the number two pick in the 2007 draft. That's true, and he, he also the, was
2: the Finals MVP last year.
1: Yes, and he was the Finals MVP the past two years. Uh, you guys both went to the Pacific Northwest, Portland and Seattle. You're going to save basketball in the Pacific Northwest. Little did they know that. You know Kevin Love was around, and you know Clay Thompson was coming. But apparently, you guys were there to do that. And then the NBA moved one team, and the rest is history. Unfortunately,
0: he's just not in (laughs) long. He's like, "Yep, all those things happened." So you mentioned you loved Durant. and I I remember when you told me this because I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm your friend. And when you got to the NBA, and obviously that was the big thing was who was going to be drafted first. And then it was a debate even as you you started your careers and. I being your friend decided if if I am going to be on Team Odin, that must mean that I have to hate Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And then when you told me, you were like, actually, I love Kevin Durant. I love watching him play. I think he's a great person. He's awesome. It really upset me because I was like, why am I, why am I angry on your behalf? Uh, so my question to you is, what is it like being put in this position where? Uh, the outside world is is kind of pitting you against somebody that you don't want to be necessarily pitted against because i feel like this happens in sports all the time this, pre- this is pretty much what sports discussions are is you take two people and you're like they hate each other let's make them hate each other and make them rivals and they're like and you're telling me no this isn't the case what what is that like
2: uh it's kind of terrible actually because there's no story you just make up a story and you know if you're a grown man or a grown woman you just go I didn't say that, and move on. It doesn't really linger with me because I don't care. Simple as that.
1: It is very simple. Yeah, it really is that simple. I mean, as far as like the Duran thing, too, it's like, Whatever, like that, like your professional career when you were at that moment, you guys were obviously you know, jockeying for position, but no one was going. You know, Michael Jordan should get picked ab- above Elijah. On it was like you take big guys first. That's what everyone's always done in the NBA. That's why you were the number one pick. Of course, the big guy's gonna go first. Like, of course, Eaton's gonna go number right. one. People wanted this guy Doncic to go number one. We're like, no, it's the NBA. We take the seven footer well, that's skilled. That's so what happened? How do you how do you feel about big guys in the
0: NBA that that they've been basically it feels like they're kind of extinct but then like you said in this draft they're like they're all, all, coming all back. the big guys are coming back are you someone who um you feel like being a big man is i don't know how to phrase this like do you look at it as like sort of an art where you kind of like watch other big men and there's like a fraternity of big men and you're like cheering for big men or are you just like a basketball fan and you don't really care like are, are you rooting for like deandre Ayton to be good and Joel Embiid to be good and like all these big men to be good because you kind of want to push back against like this three-point revolution going on in basketball or do you just not really think about it that much and you're just like, I just like basketball and whatever. I'm a
2: fan of basketball. So all these bigs who are able to shoot, dribble, I'm a fan of that. I mean, I'm an old school basketball player though. Jeff Van Gundy said something um, that I heard and it was amazing. He said, the player personnel guys got to get with bigs to teach them how to post up guards. Because all yeah. you see is the guards take advantage of the big at the three. But what about throwing the ball in when you got six foot Stephen Curry on you?
0: Is that frustrating to watch? Ball, is that man? frustrating to watch basketball as a man who your entire identity in basketball was basically you set up shop on the block, you took like one dribble, you would just basically wait for everyone to jump out of your way. You'd like you would like you would get the ball and get into the lane, and then you like pause, and then you'd almost like look at people and be like, "Are you sure you motherfuckers want to try this?" and you like give him a second and you'd be like all right we're about to do it here we go are you ready here we go boom and that was like your entire career um so knowing that that's how you became what you became uh is 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 that frustrating for you to watch as you said like guys will get you'll get a center switched on and he he wants to bring the ball out and shoot threes or
2: it's very frustrating, especially at the college level, because that's where I can see it more. You know, yeah. NBA, you know, these guys are strong, they're crafty, but the college level, I'm like, dude, take that point guard down there and, and do some. It's easy two points. Like you said, you know, for me, I would just take one dribble and go up. I mean, that's when I had the legs to do
0: that. But So do you think, do you think if you came out now, you would be... Um more i mean you you were skilled i don't mean to say you weren't skilled but uh, you, no you definitely said that i wasn't skilled
2: <laughs> yeah you did say that, that was I, I don't want to
0: say that you were untalented and basically just relied on athleticism and being bigger and stronger than everybody i i, I don't want to say but that. i did i want to i want to go on with record a little bit of talent <laughs> uh, so if you were coming up now do you think you would be a guy who would be shooting threes or do you think do you think you would like the first practice a coach suggested that you'd be like hell no
2: um I'd never shot a three in my career, so I wouldn't be the guy to shoot threes. But now I encourage these bigs that if you're open and your feet set, shoot the ball. Like you got to have that confidence now. That's yeah, just keep really them honest, right? At. Yeah. yeah, within
1: you
0: know? within reason.
1: I mean, let's, yeah, let's within like a crazy, reason. Like, let's get it like
0: crazy. Don't just
1: shoot as soon as you cross you half court. Must love Miles Bridges. Yeah, he must have been your favorite player last year. He just <laughs> yeah, kept he just Miles kept Bridges. shooting threes. Miles, Miles, just keep jacking threes. <laughs> yeah. We love this. You're the Tom Izzo of this podcast now. Do, do,
0: do you watch more NBA or college? Uh, more NBA. Is there a reason for that? I mean, there has to be a reason for that, but like, what? Because those you, are the best players. I yeah, mean, you know, Like best players, best players in yeah.
2: the planet, and just to watch them go and, and see what they can. do. It doesn't
0: bother you that they don't travel defense and they travel all the time. That doesn't. The traveling does get me. Sometimes, <laughs> so. That's
2: um, what I was gonna
1: say. You're 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 like the Indiana. Like you're you're yeah. like old school like basketball. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying you you care about the game of basketball. So yeah. basketball has changed so much. Like, do you get offended by it? Like, some people do get offended. Like, you know, you get, like, the old 50-year-old guys talking about basketball, and they're, like, watch James Harden, and they're offended, and they see Ginobili, and they're, like, that's not even a basketball move, all this sort of stuff. Right. Right. Do you take it that far, or are you just kind of, like, you know, it is what it is? I
2: mean, I'm such a fan. I, I can see the old school stuff, and, and I kind of, like, damn, I wish they would do it more traditional, but, you know, they get it done. You know, and mm-hmm. if the refs don't call it and you see it on replay – I guess, you know, the NBA, the league should do something about that because if a guy takes six steps, I'm sorry. You have, even next play, like actually, you know what? I'm going to take that call back. What if, That's it's, a LeBron?
1: What if it's LeBron? I've seen you LeBron? Just, do that you just so let sorry. him take six. Yeah. That's It's fine. LeBron. Yeah, it's LeBron, right?
0: Yeah. Speaking of speaking of LeBron, um we live in an era of ring chasing. Uh do you want to clarify your ring chasing in 20 was it 2014, 2014. 2013 2014 2013 2014 do you want to defend yourself to the haters and the haters and losers of which there are many that have said that you were chasing rings and uh, again I, it wasn't me that was saying this but some people out there would some people david west maybe would have said uh 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 this 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 bum just is trying to cash in and ride lebron's coattails to a ring uh, what what a piece of shit move from this guy. I'm not saying this, Greg. I'm just telling you what I would hear some other people say. Um, do you want to defend yourself to these these people that are out there? And
1: <laughs> Yeah. I, I didn't get, get a ring. I know, so you that it. sucks. That's well, actually what the we worst part get, that
0: happened. What we did get arguably better than a ring <laughs> is the picture of you holding the Eastern Conference Finals trophy. Oh my gosh. And looking like you want to make love to it.
2: No, the the picture with uh Serena Williams and the other tennis girl, that was that was the best oh, yeah. moment for me. Like was I it was Sharapova? How did that it wasn't Sharapova
0: but it was another Nike tennis player? Yes. How did that. that come about that uh the heat clinched was it this was was this, this was the 24th. fourth was this the fourth in a row yeah, for yeah. the heat then yes yeah. yes 2011-2014 so this is their fourth this is their final is the final chapter and when they clinched this the, the East, senior year at yeah. miami heat yeah when he went to college in yeah he we went to college like, like he says. This is senior oh.
1: <laughs> what a guy i mean what, <laughs> would be, what a loyal guy just stays there four years works hard i mean you don't see <laughs> what a much.
0: great by the way what a great like excuse that was when he came back to cleveland he's like you know just think about it this way i went to college and everyone in ohio was like okay yeah that actually makes a lot of sense how about when he's going to la he's like i'm going to post grad i didn't figure
1: i didn't figure it out undergrad
0: I'm going to medical school in la oh <laughs> um, so the, the heat when they're they're when they're four straight they're going to their four straight finals um and the in the trophy presentation after they win the east you basically dominate the trophy presentation you like take the trophy you're front and center how does this come about what gives you the balls to do this is this did lebron say like this one's yours big guy I've, i'm going to go on to win 12 more of these and-
1: or or were you you're just in the moment you're just like and Jeff Green did the same thing this year. Like he followed in your footsteps. Like he did the he did the exact same thing you guys were in the same draft. It was very it was almost romantic. I would Do you even
0: remember that. what's going through your head as all this has happened, or you're just like, I'm just the doing it. The
2: newest guy on the team has it's, to take the trophy.
0: That's the rule? That's it? That's it. That's that's the that's lame. Haslam.
1: Haslam. will never get a trophy.
0: I don't know. I just wanted a better story. Like the NBA, you watch this stuff go on, and you just like I don't know. You just kind of feels like
2: overthinking. Everything. I know. That's y'all. the whole point. Yeah, that's, that's what the what NBA we do on this. Do, do you <laughs>
0: not realize that this is what the NBA is? Is that the games themselves? Like everyone knows, we're sitting here on what's the date, July 18, something like that. The Warriors are winning the 2019 mm-hmm. NBA championship. Mm-hmm. We all know it. Mm-hmm. So what do we have to do, Greg? We have to pretend like there's more stuff, fun stuff to talk about. And it's like Kawhi is going to the Raptors now. Oh, oh, this is interesting.
1: <laughs> Can't see any of that. <laughs> the crowd's getting involved now.
0: <laughs> oh my god. We, can we turn <laughs> Keller off? <laughs> um oh my god.
2: so Jeff Green, um, congrats. His mom and my mom are best friends.
1: That's, I mean, that's. A, it was a great moment. Like, it, honestly, when I saw Jeff Green celebrating, like, first of all, he finally made LeBron happy. Yeah, you know, he was like, I finally lived up to LeBron's expectations. I finally did this one good thing in my basketball career. He was like, he had reached his pinnacle, and everyone was like, we know they're going to lose to the Warriors, but we want right. Jeff Green to have this moment. So I was very excited. It was like the same thing when you guys won, even though I thought that you would probably beat the Spurs again or that he would beat the Spurs again. It was just like, I'm so glad Greg's getting this moment. I think most people felt that. I way. do
2: want to talk about this. I mean, I'm not going to take away. From Kawhi's MVP Finals MVP, but I honestly think Ginobili was that Finals MVP. He was
1: um, mm. yeah, he was unbelievable.
2: Because it would be like we would be up by two or down by one. He would come in, and two minutes we'll look up, we'll be down by fifteen. It was like what the hell? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you cuss, right? Yeah,
1: of course, of course
0: you can cuss. Yes. Fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> He did it It was just you did And Jawan we... Howard On the bench Like what yeah, are we Going to we... do Big fella <laughs> <so?" laughs> <Right. laughs>
2: No there was One moment uh Denobly, He like came Down the lane And he like Pushed off Ray Allen And like Dunked on Chris Bosh. And like It was such a nice dunk Yeah That like
0: he did, it and I was like, "Oh, oh shoot!" Yeah, I yeah, forgot what I was. Yeah, like, right. I forgot
2: what bench I was on. I was like, "Oh my
0: god!" Oh. It's like uh, the, <laughs> as you as you said that, I just thought of uh, remember when Larry Bird? I think he was playing the Hawks when he scored like sixty. It was the it was the night that he was like just screwing around and shooting like fadeaways from the, he hit like one shot where he's like fading away on the baseline and shoots it like over the basket. Yeah, yeah. And then the bench, whoever they're playing, I think it was the Hawks. I don't know if it doesn't matter, but like you, you see him hit the shot, and like the Hawks bench roll, like just rolling all over each other. Like, like, Oh my God, <laughs> this dude. Uh, so you mentioned Jeff green and your mom, Jeff green's mom and your mom are best friends. Yes. Um, who in the NBA, other than Mike Conley, really other than anybody that played at Ohio state, who are you still friends with? Who do you still talk to the most? That um, if anyone, if anyone, are you still are you still tight with anybody in the league?
2: Me and Jared Bayless talk once a year. Jared Bayless. And we catch
1: up. That's, uh,
2: you talk once a year. Once a year, and that's your answer.
1: Was like yeah. Christmas or something. <laughs> no, just
2: like randomly. I'll see number. And then calling, you guys like, get done.
1: You're like, I'll see you next year. Like, we like, you you don't if you really say, to say that, something? but no. then
2: we just don't talk to like next year.
1: Are you like taking notes
0: on what you're gonna talk? Are you? Are you like giving a rundown of? No. ooh, I'll talk to Jared about this in six months. No, no, just kind of. Is up, it man? a phone call? Text yeah, message? Just a phone, phone call. Calls. What's up? I like it. That's old school.
2: What's going on, man? You know. I'm simple, man. Y'all don't realize this. I don't do a lot of stuff. I'm simple. I keep to myself,
0: man. I do realize this. Yeah, you
1: I'm pitching realize. a new show. I know, Actually, it's I The Simple this. Life. and <laughs> It's Paris Hilton and Greg Oden, and we, we just figured it out.
0: So here, it's saying, saying what you just said there, um, I have I have a take I'm working on, and I'm going to pitch it to you because you seem like a guy. I mean, it involves you, so uh, I, I need to hear your thoughts on it first before I release it to the world. Um, This idea that Durant – had that that Durant won the 2007 draft because now he's the Finals MVP and your career was marred by injuries and all that. Here's my take: You actually won the draft. You are living a great life, your as you said. Life. You're living your best life. You're married. You have a baby girl that you love. You found happiness outside of basketball. And this man, Kevin Durant, has reached the pinnacle of his career, mm-hmm. and he's making. Burner accounts and talking shit to thirteen year olds on the internet. He's he's yeah. he's hated by everyone in the NBA community because he's it He has no home. Mm-hmm. He, where, where can he go to be loved? He's a nomad. Yeah. You're loved in Columbus, Ohio. Where's Kevin Durant go to Austin, Texas? Do you think they love? They don't love anything. They love like music festivals and taco trucks. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't love Kevin Durant. Barbecue. Sitting um, in line for barbecue. What, else, what? How else can we craft this take? Before I, again, this, I'm working on this.
2: Well, I can go and say this in basketball standings. Kevin Durant won that. Draft? Eh,
0: Terry's still out. Are you retired? Are you officially retired? By the way. Uh, yes. Is this breaking news? No. Because we heard we 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 knew that you were trying to get in the big three. Uh,
2: but that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's half court, <laughs> and I didn't get drafted. You didn't get you didn't get so you're 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 everyone thought that was the comeback. You're trying to make a comeback with the big three. That's I was just happening. trying to play some basketball. I was really
1: hoping that you were going to get drafted, and then you were going to put out a press release like Jordan and you just said, "I'm back." Oh no! This is um, this was actually
2: worse. What happened? They asked me to go to a uh, studio. Okay. And so I watched the whole entire draft, like in, in the studio, what? in the green room. Didn't get drafted,
0: dude. That's bullshit. That's and just I don't know why were there was 19
2: draft spots, and it took three hours. It really hurt my feelings. <laughs> 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 I was really
1: hurt. Who was drafted just, above you? Uh, everybody. Everybody, <laughs> everybody,
0: <laughs> everybody in the league. Was, was Daquan Cook home? drafted? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the only person I was concerned about. Dude,
0: uh, so they, they just used you to... to They, they pimped you out is what happened. Yeah, they they wanted they to throw your, your name. name. They wanted to attach former number one pick to this whole thing. Yeah. Did you get paid for this?
1: No. They're still using your license. It's not just the NCAA.
2: But you know what, though? I, I would still do it again, though. Still so do what? sit in a room for three hours and watch. <laughs> oh a little no, movie? no! Try to enter oh, the draft. You know? Oh, okay. but um, you know, like they had that combine, so it was like you know, if they really couldn't see you or you really didn't know nobody, it was like who really knew if I could still play if I could still oh, run yeah. up and down or do anything. Yeah.
1: So. so you don't want to waste the picks so, in the in the in the big three of this tournament. They really. I mean, matters. I was working out. I mean,
2: I'm I'm down 15 pounds now.
0: Uh, I noticed that you're in good shape.
1: You're hey, playing. You look, are, are you
0: playing in the basketball tournament? Yeah the Ohio State team, who's yeah. tell the people who are on the Ohio State team because we're, we're probably gonna we're running out of basketball material to talk about, so mm-hmm. we're probably gonna start talking about the tournament. And I'm going to be gassing up the Ohio State team, obviously, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're we're fucking stacked, yeah, yeah. regardless the Carolina of my players affiliation. Had the offseason because they yeah.
1: play in the NBA, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So we got good. uh Aaron
2: Kraft, Will Buford, okay, Dallas Lauderdale, um. Myself, Jarrett Sollinger. Oh my gosh! Yes. Um, did I say Will Buford?
0: Yeah, that's okay. You can say him again.
2: Um, Where's BJ D-ler Mullins? Should be playing John Deebler.
0: Byron Mullins. Oh yeah, By- Byron. Byron Mullins. Did I say BJ? Yeah. S- mm-hmm. sorry Byron there's only one B BJ now no, oh, <laughs> no I'm joking <laughs> no it's a joke he changed his name from BJ to Byron and he's like everyone call me Byron now and everyone was like no we're not gonna do that like uh, everyone I just saw him in Summer League and I was like what's up BJ I can't, I can't
1: bring myself <laughs> to call you Byron but yeah. good luck with your what about Aaron Kraft what's he up to um, he played in the Summer League didn't he no no no. he wasn't he's too old Really? They don't let you, don't, he was in Santa Cruz for a little while. Wait,
2: hold on, too old. What, isn't there a guy? That Jack, never Cooley was, like, yeah, <laughs> Jack Cooley, and Luke Jack Cooley, Luke Harringotti.
1: Is there? Dude, you get on a, Indiana All Star? Can you tell us a Luke Harringotti story? Like, what is that guy into? Do you ever talk to him? Ever meet him? Uh, yeah, Indiana All Star. So yeah. yeah, is, is he yeah. a legend in Indiana? Is he uh, loved? Northern Indiana. <laughs> Northern. Indiana. Yeah, he's from Northern. He's from. Northern. Is <laughs> not, that like McRoberts territory? Natal- no, no. no. McRoberts
0: is from. Indianapolis area. Yeah. He's okay. from Herringo. I need a whole
1: map breakdown of this whole Indiana yeah. basketball terrain, which you guys are into. Uh, we have some good players from Indianapolis. Great I've heard, players. Heard of a few. Yeah. One of them played in the Final Four that's on this podcast.
0: I, I played in the Final Four. Do you remember? I was on the team. He did. Speaking of the Final Four run, played um, in two, dude. I was I was in preparing
1: for this interview because I'm
0: serious and I take my job seriously. Uh, I was re-watching like, our Final Four stuff. Um the thing that has to be asked, and I wouldn't be doing my job as a journalist if I didn't cool. ask it. Uh, I, I and and really, I just want to like make some waves here. I want to get people riled up on the internet. Um, I, I want you to acknowledge, just so we can laugh in Xavier fans' face. I want you to acknowledge that your foul on Justin Cage at the end of the Xavier game, when we were down by two against Xavier, mm-hmm. there's nine seconds left. You have four fouls. Mm-hmm. I think it was light. He misses the layup, but he mm-hmm. but. Put a little asterisk there. He got fouled. He got knocked over, but he's like misses the layup. Justin Cage gets the rebound, and then you fucking body check him into the, the stanchion, the basket stanchion, is if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> the um, last
2: time I saw Justin Cage was my freshman year of high school when they beat us. Yes. In the tournament.
0: Yes. The bat- so, backstory to this.
2: So that was a, a nice little push, and I wasn't wasting no time. But the funniest part about it. I go to the bench in the days. I'm like, oh, my God, we just lost. And then I'm just sitting there staring at the floor and go, I'm about to get a spring break. I've <laughs> never had a spring break in my life. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, in the days, like, what am I going to do? And then when I lose the shot, and everybody's jumping up, I'm looking. I didn't see the shot go in. Mm-hmm. I'm literally just like. Spring break. Goodbye, Cabo. What? <laughs> what happened?
0: Damn it, Ron! I wanted to go to Cabo. Yeah, yeah. you're like, what
1: happened to Senor so, Frogs?
0: Uh, yeah, the backstory tape, by the way. Uh, Justin Cage. So Greg this won. The, this goes back to Indiana yeah, high it school. goes back. Everything goes. back. Greg behind. won three straight state championships in the biggest division in, in high school basketball. The 10th, one, eleven, twelve. The one they lost was their freshman year. They lost to Pike, who was undefeated that year, and we
2: lost by. Um, I remember this. We lost by. Nine and I missed ten free throws. Mm -hmm. Wow! Oof! Oof. Deal, Shaq. So that that was the
0: one state championship they lost. Justin Cage was Mr. Basketball that year. Then he Mm -hmm. goes to Xavier. Then Greg fouls him, and I guess what I wanted you to say was, do you think that was a flagrant foul? Uh,
2: I mean, I intentionally fouled him. (laughs) 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 Yes, that's all I can say. Do you?
0: Did you think? uh, I guess like. The rules have sort of changed. Like if, if it happened now, that's hundred percent a flagrant foul. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever watched it back, but it looks pretty no. bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> like yeah, you're no. now
1: in the world, of like the flagrant one, flagrant two. Like y- you, you might have got everything. ejected. Yeah. Like
0: if it happened now, you probably were ejected, and, and and you probably aren't the number one pick. There's probably like discussions about like is is his head on straight? Is he no, a good? Is he no. a good guy? All that I guess kind of stuff. I, I didn't waste no time. Yeah, but it but I,
2: I do love to say that that man was perfect. Besides that one free throw he missed.
0: Yeah, sucks. Yeah, it it's so bad for him uh what what uh what what do you remember most about the uh final four run and and what like as we think back because you I know you and I reminisce about it all the time but um mm-hmm. pretend like we don't and
2: what well actually the Xavier game that overtime that was the first time I seen Mike Conley show emotion on yeah. the basketball court he had the eight straight points to start the overtime he did something the camera had him he like flex, and I just remember we were sitting in the in the hotel watching that and he was smiling i was like you cute. so killed.
0: mike was watching the highlights yes. yeah and he was talking about yeah. we, i was talking to tate about mike uh before because tate's a north carolina guy and when we were coming up and we were seniors in high school it, there was like a semi rivalry between mike and ty lawson mm-hmm. as to who was like the best point guard and i was telling tate if you followed au basketball like i certainly did because i was a part of our team and all that kind of stuff and i saw i saw you guys play I, I guess I was a part of this. I saw us, we played like all the best teams, all the best players. Um if you actually like paid attention, you knew Mike was like just unbelievable. And mm-hmm. not just good in the sense of he's your sidekick or like he he knew how to pass the ball to the good players or all that. Like if the guy was that started his own AAU team and gone to his own college and done his own thing, he would have been unbelievable. He would still be my He would have colleague. been a, He would have been a top five. I think he would have been like a top 5 recruit if he was if he didn't go to your high school. I mean what was he what would he end up being ranked like 10th or 12th or something like that I don't remember but um yeah I guess I guess my point is just uh, like the Mike was Mike was very good and there's no question I just like want when to say you Mike look back very, at really it
2: good. and everybody's like dang you know that team was really good and I look back and I'm like damn Mike was really fucking good <laughs> He it was really good I'm sorry he, he made everybody around him better yeah. like it was like we would start games off I remember this game um Daquan and Aaron running in from prom
1: Oh yeah! Game starts. We're talking about you, by the way. We're talking about literally throws a half court oop to DaQuan. He's actually told me the story before because I was like, "Can you just give me some sort of DaQuan Cook, like the the allure of what DaQuan Cook was as a high school basketball player?" He's like, "Well." One, this one time he just showed up to a game where we're all like there's no way Daquan's gonna be able to start and he somehow gets his uniform on in time and it's a mm-hmm. half court alley oop to him to open the game yeah. everyone's it's like okay there's Daquan I gonna, thought get, I, I, I was gonna have to up. play
0: because we were both like the shooting guard role like <laughs> I, I, I thought I was about that to, to start the game and it was like eight a.m. and Daquan was coming in from prom the night before and I was like mm-hmm. well shit I guess I'm gonna have to play a lot today and then because Daquan wasn't here and then he shows up like right before tip and just catches the new yeah it was incredible who's the best player on our AU team by the way well let's remind the people because I never get sick of doing it. Daquan
2: um, Cook was the best player on that team. I agree. A hundred percent. Are we I've sure? i never
1: watched the, the AAU but team play. But if year? we were
2: going to have a last second shot to take, Eric Gordon would take that last Eric second Gordon shot. Eric Gordon would take the shot. But. Oh, wait. The best player. No, the best player on our AAU team <laughs> was Curtis White. I think. Curtis White was oh hands God. down. He was the first point forward I've ever seen. He still, to this day, to me, is Craig, one of the best players. You
0: gotta, you gotta learn how to do this. People don't know who Curtis White is. I don't <laughs> care. I'm
2: talking to you. I thought we're having a conversation in the living room. I don't even know who the people are. <laughs>
0: who are <laughs> these people? We don't even They're know who the people are either. That's that's the They're best robots. Part about it. Yeah. They're just robots. People don't actually listen to this. It's okay. It's a seven percent. But no, you, you bring up a good point though about Curtis White. Who, by the way, Curtis on on the off chance you're listening to this. I love you as well. We all know how great you were as, as a basketball player. Obviously, <laughs> LeBron learned everything. I'm getting, he knows I'm getting on Greg from Curtis. We, we have a starting lineup of five NBA guys, and Greg's mentioning Curtis White. And um, but there, there's something <laughs> to be said about these guys in AAU, and this certainly isn't this certainly isn't our team or our class of guys. It happens like all the time. But these guys who are like legends on the AAU circuit are like in these certain pockets of basketball like everyone knows that that guy is great who are guys to you that stand out like like when i think of guys that were busts or or didn't pan out or all that kind of stuff like everyone wants to jump to guys like you who, who were drafted high and made the league i'm like no if you get to that point you've made it mm-hmm. like let's talk about these guys like when i remember being a freshman in high school and there were these dudes that were just roasting people on the au circuit that ended up playing naia basketball They like didn't even go to college who are guys that you remember that um were like that um like Derek character for example <laughs> to, Derek character went to louisville i don't know if he i don't know if he graduated from louisville yeah he, he ended
2: up at utep
0: he went to utep that's right Derek character's one yeah. I mean, i'm not, not been, saying he's one because me and him have have had some good battles no, no i don't mean this as a bad thing i mean it as like a good like who i don't know like like daquan was almost one honestly like daquan is the greatest eighth grade basketball player i've ever seen in my life and he was and i don't mean that in like a derogatory way i mean that in like a good way it's like these people deserve more shine there's mm-hmm. like i don't know they were great basketball players They're just
2: i'm gonna say um it's a person i don't remember their name
1: <laughs> i thought you were gonna For- say sebastian telfair <laughs> uh, uh okay he has multiple the, my, yeah, contracts. my
0: <laughs> backup one is uh bill walker Oh, no, cuz he played he played, for the, he heat. played, yeah. he played yeah. the league, yeah. but he wasn't um, but you watched him in like high school. Like that dude was He was he should the been greatest the top player. Five like yeah. I seen he that was, man dunk yeah. like his head was looking at the top yeah. of the
2: backboard.
1: It was crazy.
0: Like Bill Walker like shut the, like he, he would walk into the gym and people would just like shit It's their awesome how much he just,
1: loved Kansas State, yeah. you know, just like naturally. He, he made it. I guess you're right. He bye, just bye. wanted to play there, you know. He's always wanted to be at Kansas State. I just love guys that just love their alma mater. What what a speaking of of uh
0: speaking of um we we talked about indiana basketball we've talked about college um the other question i get asked of you all the time when people aren't asking what you're up to and how are you doing how's life for you uh the other question is why did you and mike not play for the indiana hoosiers do you want to tell the story so I don't have to? So I can just point people to the podcast. I can just go go listen to this podcast. Because
1: it again. is weird that everyone that you're bringing up, it's like, oh, he went to Xavier. Tell us the it's real like, story. We oh, went to Ohio State. Don't why, give us the bullshit. I don't not... want the I don't want the bullet Greg, like you said, it's just us sitting on the couch. And we we got to put it in the time frame of what Indiana basketball is. This is the time where 2002 is the the best thing they've had since 1993.
0: Yeah. yeah. We, you you do you do you remember watching Jared Jeffries? Yes. In two thousand two, the world. Brings IU basketball back. Yes. Mike Davis is crying on the bench when when Jay Williams, Jason Williams at the time, gets fouled in Rupp Arena, and Mike Williams collapses into a, Mike Williams. Uh, uh, Mike Davis collapses into mm-hmm. a puddle on the bench. But then he, there's so then many he Mike trials. Williams that Mike Williams yeah, may I mean, have Mike,
1: collapsed at the time. He probably won out Mike, there. So
0: Mike Davis reaches. You know he's the hot coach. He's bringing the Hoosiers back. Yes. And then we have this these this duo in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mike Conley and Greg Oden come in the pipeline. They're gonna just continue the. You know, four years mm. later, they're going down to Bloomington and they're gonna keep this train going. But it didn't happen, and I have to explain to people why not, and I'm sick of doing it. So you do it for me, please. Well,
2: one thing is, every time I see Jared Jeffries. I automatically go back to like fifth grade me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that was a
0: great man. man. So it, was, a it was you and four white guys. You beat six NBA <laughs> players on Duke. No, no. <laughs> that was Wasn't incredible. His name
2: Newton. He was the center with the afro. Yeah, but he came off the bench, though. <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: did he come off the bench? He might
2: have started with yeah. that team. I don't remember. But um, so it started off, they didn't get Josh McRobbins the yes. year before. Mm-hmm. And then. I wonder why. <laughs> hmm. Where did Josh go? Uh, mm. I can't remember. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I think Mike's recruiting letters weren't coming to his house. It was somebody else's. That's another story for him to talk about. I'll talk is, I'll talk um, about it. I'll tell the story because
0: I know the story. Uh, Mike was getting uh, – the story goes that Mike Davis was sending to Mike Conley's house mail made out to Sharon Collins. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Mike, and nice. Mike Conley would go to his mailbox, mm-hmm. and it would be from Indian University. Mm-hmm. He'd open it up and be like, Sharon, great game last night. We love the way you're developing. And then Mike called Mike Davis and was like, Don't do this. Excuse me, coach. I'm Mike Conley. I am
1: the best point guard in this class. Could you imagine being named Mike and then yeah. oh, just getting it? You know, like you yeah, tried. Your, your oh, name you is be- Mike. <laughs> like just write your write, write <laughs> write letter to yourself. <laughs> Mike yeah that's embarrassing okay
0: so there you didn't have to tell the story i told it for you but keep going um and
2: i actually did want to go to iu Mm. i really did i i loved mike davis um i loved basketball but so did you consider uab after he left no okay so Um,
0: uh, so you're saying mike conley basically talked you out of going to iu no were you guys a package deal? No, that's the other.
1: That's the that, other question. That was that had. was the thing. Like just keeping up with the recruiting circles, the whole hubbub was you were you were gonna you were gonna make the ultimate decision where you were gonna go, and there was all these players and Nikes involved, Gator, all these people were involved. This is what the the recruiting. You know, it, this is people on message boards at the time is what people were saying. It's like, oh, and then he's got this point card that's got to go with him. You know, as if he was like a nobody even though he's a four-star recruit and he was Mike Conley's son. And everyone's like, this guy is unbelievable. But that was just what everyone was talking about. Like what's Greg going to do? And then Mike's going to follow him wherever, which is, I think we need to debunk that narrative because that's not what happened. That's not
2: what happened. And to be honest with you, I think Mike really wanted to go to wake forest, but I think Chris Paul was going to leave that year. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, so, how I was that a problem? IU. So, a point guard but spot then, would open up? I don't understand. What... Because he wanted to play with. Chris oh, he Paul. wanted to play
1: with Chris Paul? Yeah. He wanted to learn from God, Chris
2: Paul. Dude, look at
1: this guy. Could you imagine? This is Teron Downey, Chris Paul, Can Justin you... Gray, and Mike Conley Jr. That's a championship, Wake Forest. Fans. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The, it was really. Was nice. that, there a package deal? By the way, that's part of the that's part of the reason I
0: wanted to ask you about this because uh, th- there's nothing more fun to me as a college basketball fan than to hear like guys who were great in college talk about the teams they almost played for because mm-hmm. it just like it makes the fan bases just go nuts. Like Wake Forest fans <laughs> are going to hear this and just be like, "Holy shit, Mike Conley almost came!" And like IU fans are like banging their heads against the wall, like we had Greg Oden, but Mike Davis put Sherron Collins' name on the mail. What the fuck? No.
2: So see, that d- had nothing to do with me. That had nothing to do- <laughs> no, that was the or moment. my decision, but I will say this. Um, when we came, Coach Mata literally came in our school and told us, like, uh, Mike, if you work hard, you can be Brandon Fuschidam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that might be the best line I've ever heard to Mike Conley. Did you imagine thinking you want to be Chris Holy Paul shit. and that's what they said to you? You're like, wow,
2: <laughs> and he showed me Terrence Dyles, who did win player of the year the yeah. year before, yeah. Um, <laughs> And it, it's just Coach Miles so I mean You he went to, Coach You went to <laughs> Ohio
0: State To beat Brandon Jim And Terrence Dials. No <laughs> But, no. So you, <laughs> but, but you gotta think
2: about right. it You got For me The honesty And Coach Miles' yeah. personality Is just like it, he, wasn't, he, he brings you in Yeah And then you're like Okay There's You no know BS what I, like, I would what love to play For this guy Like yeah. that's what it is and then we went to a football game and
0: You went to the Vince Young, Texas. The Vince yeah, Young one at Ohio State. And
2: it was the most amazing football game I've ever seen. And literally we we wanted to commit right after that football game. And it was and and the then Twig took
0: me out, took us Twig. out that
2: night, and I was literally standing there like, Yep, this is where I'm gonna
0: be at. Matt Travilliger, uh the unsung hero in the Ohio State basketball revolution. Yes. Deserves some credit for taking you out. He's a great man. <laughs> He's a great man. But that uh Speaking of recruiting, we have to ask again. I wouldn't be doing my job. Um, the the theme of college basketball these days is bag dropping. It's um, cheating. It's uh, <laughs> it's players. These days, <laughs> these days. It's Can't really, believe how bad it started. It started, it started when in 2012. 15, <laughs> maybe. It started. Yes, yeah, so you <laughs> probably don't know a lot we
1: saw signs of this. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Proper Cloth. Finding a dress shirt that fits is nearly impossible. Something is always off, be it the collar, be it the sleeves. Thankfully, ordering a custom fit shirt has never been easier with proper cloth. At propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom sized shirt in seconds by answering 10 simple questions. Choose from over 20 collar styles, 10 cuff styles, and 500 fabric styles from classic to business to casual to completely customize your shirt and get the style that you want. The team at Proper Cloth works with the best fabric producers from around the world and only buy fabrics that meet their high quality standards. Best of all, Proper Cloth guarantees a perfect fit, meaning that if somehow your shirt doesn't fit perfectly, they will remake it for free. The whole process is risk-free, in fact. This is the future of shirts. These shirts are made completely custom for you, starting at just $80. Stop wearing shirts that don't fit. Start looking your best with a custom-fitted shirt. Go to propercloth.com shining today. Enter gift code SHINING to save $20 on your first shirt. No,
0: in all seriousness, uh, what... I mean, I don't, I don't want to... I've, I always run the risk of like being Rick Riley with Lance Armstrong, where like Rick Riley was like, I know this man did not dope, and he's like crying on national television. Like, this man did not dope. And Lan- he's like, I, I looked in Lance Armstrong's eyes and he told me he did not dope, guys. And then Lance Armstrong's like, I dope. Sorry, Rick. Um <laughs> He's like, I already so, lied to the prosecutors. I mean, right I know, I too. know I'm close with you. I know that uh obviously my opinion on this is biased, but I've told people a million times, like, you've told me shit that is so much. I I guess I shouldn't say so much worse. That makes it sound like really heinous, but you, you've like, you, you are not one that keeps things from me. I feel like we have a good enough friendship about that. And at no point have I ever known you've, have you ever mentioned taking money or all that sort of stuff? Um, so I, I, I assume that you were clean, but did you, did you get, did you dip your toes in those waters? Was was there ever any, like, were there seedy people around you at times? Do you remember all of this?
2: I will say the story. So, uh, we met this guy and. Uh, what, was what, like, year, he, what year is it? This is at Ohio State. Okay. And so. Don't name names if you don't I'm want not, to. I'm okay. not going to no, name names. No, yeah. And uh, this guy. We'll he, he, he was like, uh, I'll give you $100. And if you need something, just hit me up. I got you. The next day, Jim Jackson comes and talks to us about if you don't take any money, you do it the right way, Ohio State fans will love you for life. Literally, right after that meeting, I went back getting that guy's hundred dollars back.
0: Look at you! Yeah. Look at you! So you just, wow.
1: I'm not really sure what the. That of is that. a true story. That is that is like the most genuine, real story. I think I believed it. Like as you were telling it, I'm I'm falling. So I'm in trap.
0: What did the you? Situation. So what did you do with the two hundred thousand dollars that you also <laughs> got from another guy?
1: <laughs> you yeah, it like feels <laughs> like the Willy Wonka thing. but he like meets with them before, and he's like, "You got to tell me the plan." You know what I mean?
2: No, it's like literally. All I got was swipes, and I got Pell Grant. Okay, yeah,
0: swipes were like the free the the meals at the meal plan. Yeah, Um, and now these
2: guys get Buckeye uh, Buckeye D Cash, so they can go buy stuff. Yeah, all I had was food. That was it. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, did you do you remember uh, the the shoe? What about the shoe brands? Like the because I I remember when our AU team when the moment hit hit that suddenly we were sponsored by Reebok and how weird that Mm -hmm. was to be sponsored by a shoe brand and then just like suddenly you just see like random guys, random guys in their 40s and 50s wearing velour suits just like showing up at our practices and i'm like what the hell is going on here and like guys are just kind of falling like you and i used to like go hang out places and then after games suddenly you got these like weird Shady guys, like kind of following us around, and I'm, I'm like, I, I was too stupid to kind of understand what was going on. Um, were you too stupid? Did I you actually was. You really?
2: Because right? I remember hearing all these people talk about. It. I was like, I, I really knew anybody. Like, I, I've met a couple of guys. I've never had no conversations about down the future. Nothing outside of basketball. They were just nice guys.
0: Guys. but they're not wow, gonna this come. man's very nice he gave me $100 yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're also
1: well, thank gonna, you sir they're not going to come to like 16 year old you or whatever age you are at this time and say let's talk you know, brass tacks here and try to figure out how much you want you like, you have no idea you have no concept which is what people don't understand they think like these 16 and 17 year old kids are the ones that are going out and be like here's here's what I need here's my market value here's what I want to have starting at it's like well it's I feel like more. now some of the well, kids now are, are doing that because they are. Yeah. What they can get, and they tell yeah. them what they can get. The
0: other thing that guys have now is like they have camps. It, it, yeah. it, it certainly happens in the NBA, but I I think it's hysterical how they're always they never say like LeBron wants to go to LA. They're like LeBron's camp is saying this, mm-hmm. and Kawhi's camp is saying this, and then that trickles down to like the recruits. They're like we're here in Romeo Langford's camp yeah. is saying that Indiana is, is trending, and it's like
2: I really hate that too. It's like you're not LeBron. It's no camp. It's you and your
1: parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm like that's it as simple as that and the conley and
0: the bagman and in yeah. the, bag the conley family and the guy in me, the
1: velour suit back there with the sunglasses on and, and mike conley
0: senior together. saying greg don't go to iu because mike davis doesn't even know my son's name <laughs> <laughs> also, also that he did
1: not also say that, that he did not say that bro. can you can you talk about like the second generation like guy like so like mike conley jr he's like a second generation nba player Kyrie irving stephen curry all these guys that like had dads that played professional basketball and then they come in like what was it like to have mike conley senior like around you guys as like an influence like it was a nice because it's just someone where it's like this guy's already done it all he's already been like a professional athlete he knows how it how the game goes it's it just seems like there's a little bit of a comfortable you know setting with that going on
2: uh i'm gonna say this and it's probably the
0: same
1: for mark um
0: yeah are you interviewing me now like am i am i hold on should it on this side like, are you asking <laughs> <another question? laughs>
1: no i mean it's true because like it is weird like i feel like steph and some of these guys get like a bad rap for having mm. like an nba dad or whatever but at the end of the day I mean, that's such a, I mean, it, it helps so much with how you were raised around the game of basketball and how you understand the business of basketball and like you've moved from Toronto to Cleveland to Charlotte, whatever it may be, like you just get it more and it's easier to, you know, impart that wisdom of, you know, young kids and stuff.
2: Well, Mike senior, you know, he's just kind of put it in our heads, kind of knew how to react, you know, kind of prepared you for different situations, never get too high up, never get too low. And. With Mike Senior, though, that's different. I would say, like, if you really think about it, has Mike Senior spoken more than 5,000 words to you in his life? Right. Like, you talk to Mike, you see him all the time, he doesn't talk that much. No so yeah he doesn't the,
1: the, but sometimes it's just having like a calming here, influence of just like I'll answer your question yeah. for you
0: the, M- Mike Sr. taught me about the business of basketball in this way <laughs> uh, when we were when we were in our last run as an AAU team um, this was like halfway through the summer we were about to end our senior year of high school so this was like pretty much the end of the road we'd already won everything there is to win I mean every major trophy every major tournament that was going on we beat the shit out of everybody we are the greatest AAU team of all time it's, it's, at that point our legacies have been cemented right <sighs> So we're going into this last tournament wherever it was. And Mike senior calls together basically all the guys who aren't going to be playing in the NBA. He, all the guys who aren't like just overflowing with D one offers. And he, he calls us and he's like, Hey, listen guys, we, at this point we've already won everything. Um, all of our star guys are taken care of. They have their offers already. We're going to take the rest of the summer. We're going to focus on you guys. We're going to, we're going to put the the spotlight on you guys. We're going to get you as many looks as you can for these coaches. Like my focus is on trying to get you guys some scholarships. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, thanks coach. This is going to be awesome. He's like, we're gonna give you playing time, all this sort of stuff. So I'm like getting psyched up. I'm thinking I might be starting these next games, all this sort of stuff. You get
1: the exact same feeling before like the the prom night for Daquan. You're exactly. Like, going to It's like
0: play. shit, like it's no longer about crushing these other teams. Mm. It's now about like the real point of AU basketball, which is get everybody involved. Get everybody involved. Let's let's get some for the scholarship. Of the so I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome, you know. I'm going to I'm going to get some college scholarships out of this. And the very first game, uh we start our normal starting five, um and then he brings in the second unit after you guys got a big lead and then like i thought we were just going to ride it out the rest of the way and then suddenly something we were playing a pretty good team and and suddenly the game gets within like five points and he aches our asses throws us on the bench and like puts greg and mike back in he's He's like never go kill these motherfuckers and i never got back in again and i was like the business of basketball
1: that's uh, that's how it works all right cool it's all fun and games until we have to win <laughs> yeah it's all so, about exactly. winning the game <laughs> at the end of the day
0: we yeah mike senior changed his mind and decided uh against that so who, who what other guys do you like in the nba who, who are your favorite um where do you stand on the Harden thing i know you talked about the travel thing but like do you think he's fun to watch in general other I do, than the heart actually I really no, other do. than the travel
2: yeah because uh you can't stop him he can get you in so many ways um i like watching ej play um, Joel Embiid is really good and uh, is, I really is, do like Philly is Embiid,
0: is Embiid the one guy that you watch guys in the NBA that you uh, if if you could if you could assign Greg Oden 2.0 label to any one player and you could be like that that would be me if I was coming up now oh. would it be Embiid uh,
2: or would it be somebody uh, else it, it, would, it would be a, a mix of Embiid and Demarcus Cousins Okay, I, I've thought he's been the best center in the league for the past four years the Marcus Cousins, but of footwork, right? Footwork, he can shoot. I mean, even in the second middle, nobody could stop him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so what we're learning is that Greg is also a Warriors bandwagon. Are you going to try to sign with the Warriors? You love, you love Cousins. You love Durant. Um, they need more I, I was
2: hoping Cousins was going to go to the Lakers. I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping.
1: I think LeBron was um, too. Yeah, but uh, Anthony Davis too is. Uh,
2: He's, would we consider him favorite. a center
1: because now he's become a center See, in the modern nba but i feel like he's the classic four it's like Lamarcus Aldridge now yeah. plays the five but mm-hmm. he's a classic four so i mean do you take a do you take umbrage with these guys that are now like get to be able to be like also power centers also anthony davis
0: took your throne as like the dominant freshman center yeah. that comes in and just wrecks shit and, he did in college basketball but he won the championship so. but he won the championship because carolina
1: mm-hmm. you tell the story kendall marshall Broken Mm -hmm. wrist. We all remember that. You know, Creighton tried to hurt him. Right. Well, they did hurt him, and they tried to hurt John Henson as well. So that year, Carolina lost in the last second shot. Anthony Davis blocked John Henson. John Henson would have gotten redemption, as Carolina usually does, you know, 2016, 2017. Uh, So they lost. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And then uh, Stillman White was their starting point guard, and uh, the rest was history. So that's where we are with that.
0: Who else do you like? Who who do you not like? Do, Do you not like anybody? Is there anybody's game who's good at basketball? Is consider you to basketball and you're like not a fan don't like that guy you're,
1: you're not gonna answer that
0: you suck you no, you're no that's not now. fun
1: what about joe kim noah what do you think about his game he gets it done Got it done. Gets it done. Yeah. Is it one of those things where you see Phil Jackson sign Joe Kim Noah to four years, seventy-two million? And you're like, I think I could get two years, twenty-five million. You're like, I roasted I, this asshole and Al Horford. With I one don't hand. think
2: I got two years, twenty-five million when I was actually playing. So that that's what that i'm saying nice. like the, <laughs> like
1: you see that contract i mean that's got to be frustrating because i mean those guys are all still in your air i mean even like a jeff green or like any of these guys in the, in that 2007 class you see them getting these major deals it's, it's just crazy how much the nba has changed because even being the number one pick in 2007 being the number one pick now is just a totally different as far as like the the super and all that sort of stuff it's just like i see tracy mcgrady on tv every day basically just complaining about how much money he should have made mm-hmm. and i just wonder if all these guys like like, do you, do you care about any of that, or is it more of just like whatever?
2: Um, because are just, uh, like
1: excited about the players making the money.
2: I'm happy they're making that money. Take yeah. all the money you can. I personally am pissed. <laughs> I would want some of that money. Yeah. Um, you accept
0: the hundred dollars at Ohio State. Yes, don't yes. No. he gave that back? Give that back. You, I don't you're, want you're, to say I'm hating. Mixed but, uh,
2: yes, I'm hating because I'm jealous. Yeah. I want that money. Shit, you should I don't be know where I'll be.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely. Give me
2: a, a two-year, thirty million dollar deal. I mean, give me a one-year, one point two. I'll take that shit again. I
1: mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Like if 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 tw- two thousand seven is twenty seventeen, you're the number one pick. Puma comes to you and they give you a five-year, whatever million. Yeah, would you sign deal? with Puma? If I could get some money, yeah, yeah. Well, you're gonna
0: get the money. You're gonna get <laughs> you're, the money. up You're front. sending out mixed messages here, Greg. You're talking about like I took a hundred dollars at Ohio State and then gave it right back, but at the same time, everyone well, that was take, you were young naive, then and I. Everyone take as much money that. as you possibly. That was can. young
2: and I was an amateur. Yeah, I'm a grown ass yeah. man. Yes. <laughs> <If> somebody come <laughs> yes. with some money. I'm taking yes. that shit. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, what What is your relationship like with the city of Portland? I love Portland.
2: My best friend Brandon McDonald. What up, B? You still live out there? Brandon's son Brand Kingston.
0: Brandon's listening to this. Uh, Hi, Brandon. I don't know. No, he's not. He's probably he's not. not. So. That's but yeah. But oh,
2: nobody knows Brandon. great man. beyond
0: Brandon, I mean, you have you have a friend that lives there. But like, do you feel? Do you go back to Portland?
2: I yeah. do. Uh, we had the PK eighty there, and then right. I went back this summer, and I'll actually be there at the end of August. Did, um, I, I love Portland, how, especially how you, in the summertime. How
0: are you treated? Like when people recognize you?
2: Actually, people are really nice. Really?
0: Yeah. That's cool.
2: The only thing I'm not liking there's a big food crave down there, mm. but it's healthy, and I need a little bit more salt in my food. Mm, yeah, a couple yeah, of my favorite restaurants. Did I you really tell Phil Knight like. happy
1: birthday, even though it wasn't his birthday?
0: Yeah,
2: um, I didn't even get a chance to like even say hi. Like he got on stage and then disappeared. That was the only time we saw him.
0: He was he was definitely celebrating his birthday. Uh, do you 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 live in Columbus um, now? Is this? Uh, I I I've always theorized that you live here beyond just like having the connection to Ohio State and all that sort of stuff. But I've always theorized that you live here because this was the one city that always loved you for. Correct. Is that a correct assumption? Yeah, is a
2: correct? And now uh, my wife's from here, so I got a whole so lot of family here. here yeah. yeah.
1: That's pretty wild to me that this is like the one place that unconditioned. Because I, I I feel like most people, I don't think anyone has any sort of like disdain for anything that happened. To you. I feel like more people, it's like sympathy. Yeah, I was gonna it. say at this point, Uh, I feel like it's a cool thing
0: to say that you're uh, do you feel that you probably don't even give a shit at this point, right? About your legacy of of who you were as a basketball player and how people will remember you. And well, Anthony sort of Bennett but saved everybody. Anthony Bennett saved save everybody. <laughs> he, saved, he saved everybody. He saved but, everybody. Uh, um, I was gonna say like you <laughs> the can the canadian sacrificial lamb he really did you you've reached a point like we've reached a point where i think most people have come around and it's like the cool thing now to say actually actually greg odin wasn't a bust and here's why and like that becomes like the really smart basketball take you can have
1: we, is, Should should is, you do what, it i think
0: well yeah i mean i have the list of here let me do it i i typed this up we, we live in an analytical story. world we live in an analytical it's world
1: it's about what the numbers say
0: I was looking up your stats, and this is just NBA stuff. Your career win shares per forty-eight minutes. I have no idea what the hell that means. Sounds good. I'm, I'm just kidding. It means, it means, it means how good you are. Basically, there, there's some division in there. <laughs> so some math. Your some your sort. career win shares per forty-eight minutes you're on the court were 0.174 now to give you context like michael jordan is like 0.250 and i think that's like one of the best ever i think chris paul was like up there too lebron's obviously up there like all these great players are up there you have a higher this is basically to say like the amount of time per minute you're on the court this is how good you are yeah but that's not a um a games minimum either stop let me continue Greg. don't 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 inject logic into this please um Sixty one. You the first year. you have a higher 61. so basically if we extrapolate how good you were when you were on the court and we extrapolate that over you playing thirty seven minutes a game for eighty two games a year. <laughs> you had a higher win shares per forty eight minutes than in your career than Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, Dwayne Wade, Russell Westbrook, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Paul George, Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid, the Marcus Aldrich, Demarcus Cousins should I keep going? Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Dwight Howard, John Wall, Damian Lillard, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Derrick Rose, Paul Gasol, Mike Conley. The list goes on. Um th- those are some advanced stats for you. Dante it. Jones. You like you like those advanced stats to, to take? Uh you also 21 21 games into your 2009-10 season. Your last season in Portland. You had a PER of 23.1. I have no idea what that means, but I compared it to like other great players. That would that, If you would have done that for an entire season, you would have had a higher PER than 10 MVP seasons. Like, Bill Russell won five MVPs with a PER less than what you had going in your season in Portland. So I say, the nerds of the basketball world like know Love all this me. shit, and they're like... Adore you. Now, hang on a second, folks. We know that Kevin Durant is great, but Greg Oden was not that bad. He was just injured. Mm-hmm. Do, do you care about this at all?
2: Um, I do not, because I would trade any of their one of their contracts <laughs> <laughs> you would think they used to create one of their career no but so contracts. but as their far as like the money aside the money
0: aside do you care about uh uh whatever this perceived idea of a legacy might be for you um do you care I mean, that in 50 it, it, years people will know you as blank
2: well 50 years like stuff like that is actually going to be pretty nice and, and pretty good legacy but as of right now in this what are you doing now? Right. Thing, nobody cares.
0: I mean, and if we're being honest, like the biggest reason is Durant is as great as he was. Yeah. If you're in a different draft and the number two pick was Evan Turner, my God, people might argue that you were better. <laughs> if we're being honest. Oh, man. If we're being honest. Yeah. If, if, if you come out. Why are you out, still
2: hating ET? You <laughs> if you're the number e. one pick. Let it go, man. Let it go. He's not the villain no more. He just got me some sandals the other day.
0: Dude, is is ET, hold on. Is Evan going to be he's in the, the. coach. Is he going to be in the basketball? He's one of the coach, Him and Schoonie are the be coaches. Is year? Is he going to play next year? Because if you're not in the league, you can play, right? He's going to be in the league. Um, You're NASA. Um, Hang on a second.
1: What else do we have to ask you? I want to ask you about LeBron recruiting you to Miami.
2: He sent me a text message, and it was awesome.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so... So let's play through this. So this is LeBron's fourth year. So he's going into a senior year, and this is the time when guys are locking in because it's your senior year. You want to you know make a show for everybody. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, as all college seniors know. So LeBron hits you up. He goes like, "I need a big man." Who were they playing? Uh, Joel Anthony was playing the five for them for a little while when they first started out. I mean, they they had like Jawan Howard coming off the bit. They needed a five basically. LeBron Mm -hmm. needed a five, so he leans on you. He goes back to Ohio. Goes back to his roots do you tell him that you're 100% you're ready to go or do you, like what, what? like what is that conversation like? Does he say, Greg, I need you in the finals to help us off the bench and you're like, I'm ready to go? Well, that's kind of how they wanted, you know, they wanted me to be
2: prepared to go against Hibbert um, and then like three games before the season was over, he went crazy with like 11 or 13 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. He was like hitting fadeaway left hand hook shots and it was like, the hell can you do with that?
0: I remember that game when you, you checked in to guard him and he was just hitting yeah. wild shit. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and they, but nobody
2: talks about it. I had like six points and like three rebounds and like three blocks. Probably five fouls. Like, <laughs> like five minutes. Two fouls. <laughs>
1: and then I didn't get, get back, back in the game. I was like, oh, oh, I
2: didn't know I was doing that bad. Um,
1: well, no, we know okay. Spolster has this weird thing with big men too. Like he does, like he's one of those guys that really like small lineups. Like we've seen Whiteside this year. He's had this whole thing with like they want to play Bam at the yeah. five. Well, and, they
2: like, they... They play so fast and yeah. just the move It's a transition
1: and game. If I
2: like being a basketball mind now and like actually looking at things, like that wasn't me. Like Birdman was perfect for that. Joel Anthony because they stayed yeah. out the way, they moved, they ran, they they would shoot threes sometimes, you know, and open up the floor for LeBron. And I'm a big guy. I'm posting down there. I, I want to battle down there. Right. You know? That's.
0: It's just it, how it was and, and it's and
1: weird if lebron's driving down the lane like you know like yeah. throwing people out of the way and then you're standing so, there and you're like hey wait a second you're like what's going on so here?
0: where so where do you fall then on the uh the debate about whether lebron is Easy to play for, or impossible to play for? Because I'm not
2: gonna say he's impossible to play for, but it's really tough to play for. And now you see it. Yeah. everybody who plays with them, it takes some time to get used to it. But it's LeBron. He's gonna make you better no matter what. You yeah. just gotta get used to it and figure out where y'all go. And that's just basketball. And,
1: and is it one of those things where like LeBron comes to you? I mean, we know he's not. We know we're not practicing, but does he come to you like before the game? And he's like, "Here's what I need from you tonight." Because it seems like the current version of LeBron is very isolated which I don't think he necessarily maybe chooses to be that way but it seems like he's got a like he, he's got so much going on outside of that like the teams meeting over here leBron's like doing push-ups by himself over here in the corner yeah and then it's like all right now we're now we're in prime time
2: I wouldn't Cause say that because like, I, I know yeah. he's a great team guy like Bron is the team chemistry guy yeah so I mean well you have he, it really might look frustrating on the court I mean we yeah. all saw he looked frustrated on the court at a lot of points but, I mean, he knows so much about the game, he knows what should happen. He knows what, you know, the fifth guy coming off the bench is going to do, what his tendencies are. He knows the plays that every coach in the league is running. So he knows so much. So when it comes off, I look at as just just trying to figure out, you know, he knows what this guy should do. If he doesn't do it, he's frustrated. But he's still got his stuff to worry about, and he's worrying about all these right. other guys. And just getting a little bit older, what I saw from him was just the it was more the defense. That's the only thing I saw in decline. I mean, I'm, I'm a Cavs fan, so I would just be like, "Damn, what? Right, hold on, how they get a wide open layup?"
0: Are you? But then st- nobody wants to say
2: that LeBron didn't switch.
0: Yeah. Are you still a Cavs fan?
2: <laughs> I will still be a Cavs fan because I live here. Right. Um, but the team I really like right now is. Uh, It's the Gold State Warriors. (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) I like what they're doing. I I like the the roster (laughs) moves.
2: I'm so much a fan of basketball that I just watch everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like watching New York. I like watching. New hold on.
0: York. Hold on. New York Knicks?
2: I think they could be really good. I really do think they could yeah, be they good. Yeah, they could be. Who'd exactly. So, I mean, because I'm looking at it that I'm looking at, you know, possible. I'm looking at why are these teams not clicking? You know, why is. I'm, I want all the teams to be good. I want all the teams to compete. You know, that's yeah. how I look at it.
1: So, who on the Knicks really stands out to you? I, I find that very interesting. Was it when Isaiah Hicks and Trey Burke got pulled up from the <laughs> yeah, What the hell, dude? Knicks? Beasley. I played with Beasley. Oh, I, yeah. I played I love Beasley, Beasley in Miami. Another guy that That's just love Kansas State I mean just love the <laughs> campus I mean, just went to Manhattan and is like I love this place he, he said he fell in love with Manhattan yeah. is what it was they he gave, gave said him a little apple they gave him a hundred dollars and he ran away yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, no I was
2: like Porzingis um I think Dallas, I've always liked Dallas. Yeah, boy. Uh, I like that I like, team a lot. I like Cuban. Um, I mean,
1: that that one that that what they have now with Dennis Smith Jr., I don't know how much mm-hmm. you watch Dennis Smith, but mm-hmm. he's a, he's like Steve Franchise 2.0, and then you got Harrison Barr. Like they got a nice little lineup yeah. You sound
0: like my grandma watching sports where she's just like, I just hope all those guys just try really hard, and stay safe out there, and I'm cheering for all of them to have fun that's I what mean, you sound like you're, you're listening like. I, I don't thing. watch
2: sports to hate somebody like that's you some know you, you can, him, you can hate the Patriots all you want to but I still think Tom Brady is Jesus playing football
1: right now uh, you know uh, he mm-hmm.
0: kissed his son on the mouth dude that was weird yeah
1: that was a Judas move uh, yeah. it's his <laughs> <That's> son Judas
0: Judas would kiss his son on oh him. if I have Jesus. a
2: son I'm look at him all day He's gonna kiss me right now cause I'm your dad yes that's right that's right that's right Greg that's why I needed a daughter first oh, cause <God. laughs> I have the lovers yeah. he'll yeah. give me a kiss uh. yeah. that's because well, well, i wouldn't be like yeah get off me yeah, well, you, you know yeah. he's like he's well, like two trying to get a hug i'm like no man <laughs> up
0: <laughs> what uh what's next for you what is uh you're back in school right still in school yes. are you about um, to graduate
2: after um actually i gotta write a paper and i'll be done with summer so i'll have 23 credit hours and i'm taking 15 first semester so
0: what, what's your major Sport
2: industry. So, uh, anybody listening, you know, after this, year, I'm going to need some type of internship, so you, hopefully, paid you, one. So, your major?
1: <laughs> can you be our yeah, producer? You want to be our, yeah. You wanna I would love you wanna be a to come out all right, and yeah. work with Kyle, you. Guys. Fired Sorry, Kyle, you're Sorry, Kyle. Right here today. So you're, no, I,
2: I need to intern first. He has to show I, me what's no, going no, on. i teach in two
0: hours. So, you're basically majoring in former athlete? Is that what it sounds uh, like? Sport industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, My major is I'm a former athlete. My major is I'm so, gonna get this so degree. So what do you want to do? What I've do you, in in twenty years from like? What's your goal with this in twenty years from now? Like, I assume you are fine financially. I, I know you well I'm enough okay. to know that you you're not. You can get always some do more. more. You, you we've, always we've made this clear a thousand times. I, I would podcast. love to make some more. <laughs> yeah, you can always make more. But I'm saying I can live. Like if but if you, you never if you never made another cent in your life, you would survive. It's not preferable, obviously. You would like to make money, that's, but
2: that's not preferable for anybody. Right? But I'm saying like this. There is a chance that yes, I could survive and live okay. If so I never you don't necessarily again need was good with me. But what my money.
0: so that's good in the sense that you can kinda of do anything that your heart desires and have to worry about no. money. But it's bad in the sense that do you have like a goal with this, or are you just aimlessly floating through life? Tell the people what you're trying to accomplish with your um, life.
2: Well, I love basketball. As y'all can see, I just want these players to play their best game and get the most money and fame that they can get you know whatever comes to them so i would love to teach kids and and coach because i think i can help kids and i can see some things that you know i've been through some things to help kids be better basketball players on and off the court um but from what i hear about high school kids they're really tough and you don't get paid nothing to coach high school school. so So what college but then we talk about it in recruiting i hear you guys talk about it it's like it's a dirty game. Are you going to be a bad guy or yeah. are you going to come in the kids' living room? Like, I think if you come with me, I can help you be a best player and get you to the next level. Right. And they look at me like, yeah, I got
1: $100,000. Yeah. It's like, that I'll sounds, high sounds high. awesome, <laughs> coach. Uh, But I got this guy in a belour suit in the corner, and he told me that my mom has a new Mercedes and a new house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's always tough. Uh,
0: my, my one concern with you being a coach, especially at the college level, is kind of what you are talking about with LeBron, that he gets frustrated that people – that he knows what people are supposed to do and they can't do it. Mm -hmm. My fear with you is that you're coaching big guys and you're just like, so what you want to do is catch the ball and then just jump over everybody and dunk the shit out of it. And that's like how you're going to coach them to to, to, to how you played Mm -hmm. to where like, I'm worried that you're going to get frustrated that guys aren't as naturally talented as you are. Have you taken this into account? That- I would
2: definitely be frustrated, but if I got that opportunity, you got to keep on learning. I mean, this game is going to keep on changing. and So I would love to teach a kid to be able to jump over and dunk on somebody, but I want him to be able to shoot a three. Me. I want him to be able to dribble. You know, I want him to be a, a all-around basketball player because that's where it's at now. If you want to get to the next level, that's what everybody what needs do, to do.
0: What about the stigma of like being a big man coach? where uh, like Tate and I fall victim to this yeah. where we like laugh at Patrick
1: Ewing Yeah, do you, yeah That's, that's what Patrick say. Ewing. does Patrick Ewing inspire you as a coach because he definitely inspires me not really as the, a coach uh, the real sports segment
2: actually made me cry when they yeah. all the names of Big's assistants that's never got head coaching right. opportunities that actually had a tear come up my eyes and that's just because I've been emotional. No, but it, it, it is one of those
1: weird things where they do like for, for, for as long as you can remember, they just throw the guy. They're like, "You coach the big guys, and you leave us alone." And like even Patrick Ewing and Charlotte, you'd see him on the bench, and he just looked sad. You know, it's like no one is using. Why is no one asking Patrick Ewing how to win back? Yeah, he's like games? one of the greatest players <laughs> of all like, what, time. What is yeah. going on? Why is he coaching Bismack Biyombo? Like, can we get him to coach somebody else? And now he's at Georgetown, and he you know asked the question, "Have you ever shot that shot?" You know, he's having. Have you ever shot that, shot? that was moments, a great, like these yeah. great moments, and he looks like he's happy to be there. And I yeah, feel like that could be something that would be good i
2: would love i mean the opportunity to coach somewhere i mean let's get you just being the big i mean that doesn't mean I, i don't no
0: you want to be on my staff
2: at chicago state hey how much I can pay? <laughs>
0: Very little.
1: I'm, I'm not yeah. even taking a salary. I, so. I'm not <laughs> getting paid. <laughs> Actually, it, we're having a problem with getting payers, all of our players that we want to pay. We don't have any funds. I'm putting it in all layaway. We're I'm promising a, a lot. Our, <laughs> our
0: recruiting strategy is I'm going to players' houses and I'm like, listen, uh, I said, what, you know, they'll ask me, like, what's the price? And I said, like, $100,000. And their eyes will light up. And they will be like, no, I'm sorry. You have to pay us that. We have no money. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we don't have We need you to pay $100,000 to play a Chicago and then he puts That's, that's the ring, cost of the scholarship. He puts his rings on the table and then walks out. I went to the final four. Uh one other question I had that I thought of. Um uh how many micro fractures did you have? Three? Uh two? Three.
2: Uh this is bad we have to count. Three microfracture surgeries is, on one knee, actually.
0: And, and then the right. And other? Left?
2: Wait, three and one. So, so the first one, one I heard was my right. And then I had three on the I had another one. I didn't get that. I had another
1: one then I didn't get that surgery.
0: Yeah, you just talked not into the microphone. So four okay. actually. So you have, um, you have four microfractures.
1: Four. Yeah. So what did you? Have, so when left. you got drafted by Portland, right? You go do that physical. Do you work out for them, or you were hurt? Right when you? Were, I actually did two workouts for them. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't. And I wasn't you. hurt. So
2: you know what it was? It actually, I got a. The, you know, I always had that hip. Differential I always well, had Your leg was longer than the so other So when I got yeah. to Portland I got my Nike shoes And I got orthotics that fixed my leg length differential mm. So all my life I've been used to this limp in my body Literally the first day I got Those orthotics the next day My knee was swollen and I was having Microfracture surgery
1: Damn so, and then the all these years, Nike I never thought it you was from the having micro-fracture. issues with ankles or knees. they right. just gotten debunked on this podcast. You should have signed with Puma, it sounds like. Yeah, or Antha. <laughs> oh, no. I <laughs> mean, the it, it, it wasn't <laughs> it was the shoes, balance. it was the orthotics. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but, why, why would no one, Nike, they, they specialize in all this? You were their top talent, you're going to be the number one pick. Because I remember that came out before the draft. It was Kevin Durant can't lift the bar. Yeah, he couldn't bench 185. And your leg was longer than you. Like that. Those were the two big stories. I didn't.
0: Came out. weren't you better than Durant? Like every measurable at the combine or whatever we were testing?
1: I didn't, I didn't even lift. I could have lifted, well, but I could, didn't. Could my you bench wrist.
0: 185 coming out of college? I can't remember. I did like 21 times. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. Well, that was the okay. he couldn't get the bar, so he, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I just and I had a fractured wrist. I wasn't, at I, the time. I wasn't sure. I <laughs> wasn't sure. I didn't know. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, but you had so the, the, my question was going to be you've had four micro fractures. Um, I feel like no one gets microfracture anymore. Were you were you like the last guy to get microfracture surgery? Are you like the cautionary tale of microfracture? I have no idea. Have you even thought about this? When's the last time you heard a guy got microfracture surgery? Was it you? I haven't actually. That's what I'm saying. Like, is is this something that like you were um, Which leads me to my follow up question. Who do you hate the most on how your your career was handled? <laughs> Give us something juicy. Give us something that we can put out. Like, we want to make some headlines here. Uh,
1: Is is there something where, like, you always knew that there was an end date? Or was it something like, I wish I would have done something differently? Yeah,
0: okay. We'll we'll flip it that way. If you can go back in time and change one thing about. Like, I wouldn't
1: have worn those Nike. I wouldn't have worn those shoes with the orthodox or whatever. Yeah. I would have been more in tune
2: to my body. Myself. And known every aspect. Instead of while, you know, they go in to see how bad the microfracture was, I would rather wake up and think about my options. Am I going to play through it? Or am I – instead yeah. of just getting the surgery, like I'm waking up and next thing I know my whole entire rookie year is gone.
0: So what what advice do you have for Michael Porter Jr., who is kind of in a similar boat as you – but he's like honestly like worse shape than you in the sense that like he hasn't really even shown any – he didn't even get really a freshman season in Missouri. And now he's – just one after the other, like no one yeah. has any idea what the hell's going on with him. Are you aware of his the, story? Yeah. So the mm-hmm. Michael Porter
1: Jr. mystery is updated. He just got another surgery to deal with, like, uh, like her- basically herniated disc.
0: My, Michael Porter, Missouri kid. He was the number one. He was yeah. number one recruit, right? From yeah. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Play
1: for Brandon Roy. Mm-hmm.
0: So you are familiar with the story? Yeah. That he's that he's heard it. So like, what is, would that be? Your what? What is, do you have any advice to him? Do you or are you just like, sorry, dude, you're fucked. This. No, third. I mean you
2: just gotta. Be in tune with your body. Like, what's going to help back. you? Don't rush back. Yeah. I mean, make sure you feel good and you feel comfortable because I mean, you're playing basketball, so you got to feel comfortable and you got to put that product out. Because, like you said, the the owners don't have no loyalty. They might, you know, say there was something wrong with them and find a way to not have to pay them. Whoever what team drafted them, you know. So all you got to do is take your time, get yourself back, and get back on that floor as fast as you can. For you to put that product out there,
1: you mentioned Brandon Roy. Is there mm-hmm. any sort of weird like bond between you guys? I mean, uh, obviously both being in Portland, both being college stars, both being mm-hmm. you know people that I mean, you you captured the zeitgeist for a also moment, the for a moment in time. You,
0: Brandon Roy, and Lamarcus Aldridge. I think we're fifty and twelve together. Was that the record? The I love th- playing with those guys. Oh like, yeah, every, they were. I actually
2: think back about that Portland team a lot. Uh, Steve Blake, Andre Miller, Joe Prisbilla, like.
0: I wonder, I wonder who's more upset fans. right now uh, listening to this whole podcast, Indiana fans or Portland fans at the what ifs. Of, or Steve like, Blake fans. Like hearing that, that you and, and Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge were 50 and 12 or Indiana fans hearing that if Shron Collins didn't exist, you might have gone out of, you, know? yeah. <laughs> Can you
1: imagine Mike uh, Davis when he found out Shron Collins uh, was going to Kansas? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike Davis was like, we recruited <laughs>
0: Shron Collins <laughs> so, so hard. hard. I sent out so <laughs> many letters and I never heard back from him. This what the hell? He never responded. <laughs> oh,
2: shoot uh I guess I'll go Portland. They felt like they, they invested more. Yeah. I,
1: I just feel bad for the Blazers. I've always felt bad for the Blazers because I grew up a Jordan fan, so I always knew the Sam Bowie story. So it was just more of the whole time there was like this complex and then when Brandon Roy came along, everyone it was like Steph Curry before Steph Curry kind of thing. Do, everyone just kind do of Do you remember the him. do you remember the lottery though seven
0: lottery when uh Portland won? Do you remember like your emotions, feeling? do, do you remember just anything about that night?
2: Yeah, I was on the plane. Okay. And so I landed and literally the text message said, Portland one, Seattle two. I was like, huh? <laughs> who was supposed Pacific to Pacific Northwest? I've never been.
0: Do you remember who was supposed to win? Who had the best odds? Was it Memphis? Uh,
2: it was Boston and Memphis.
1: Oh, it was Boston and Memphis. That's mm-hmm. right. You could have been. Did, could you, you fi- imagine if you went to Boston? Yeah, and they the, took care of you, and you became the Bill Russell of the 21st century. God, God damn! Well, that's man. all. That's that's literally, literally all the. That's all the talks I've heard before. <laughs> that was literally all
0: the talks. No, because I, I, I mean, you,
1: like, I feel like you carry yourself a lot like like a Bill Russell type. Like honestly, like you're an old school basketball, but you're more. T- I mean, you also, look, to you also look
0: like Bill Russell.
2: You also look like Bill Russell. I'm taking <laughs> this look. I look really <laughs> old when I was young, and, and now, now I'm getting, getting to this middle age, age that I'm start starting to look younger, younger
0: man. What, what uh, I've noticed in the last um, six months or so, you've had a crisis with your hair, um, but you've you yeah. settled on something nice, I think. Uh, walk us through your decision. With the hair, you've kind of experimented with a few different things. What's going on there?
2: Uh, well, first it started, my best friend's dad I was sitting there for, like, Christmas. He was like, like mm, getting, getting a little thin, thin up there. Is, you you know, know, nobody can see the see top, top of my there. head. Yeah. So I was sitting there, he was like, huh, yeah. getting a little thin up there. So I took that camera and I, like, only and I, like recorded it and I did it. this and literally i cussed out everybody that knew me i was like uh y'all just not gonna tell me i got this big ass ball spot in the middle of my head like nobody's gonna tell me this you had
0: that in 11th grade dude <laughs> forever. And so
2: i actually saw it and i was like oh no so now this is whenever i cut my hair like i'm going bald
0: so you're saying you, you, is this breaking news do we have a story here that the next time greg oden cuts his hair he will have a shape a bick? are you taking the bick to the dome or are you leaving like a buzz? Are you doing like a buzz? It's cut? going to
1: be really, really low. Okay. When you like, do it, take a picture, send it to LeBron James and say, this could be us, but you're playing. Look, man,
2: you look good with a bald head and a full beard. Of I'm course. just saying. You look really good that way.
0: Of course, Javon Carter. Javon yeah. Carter. Who, who's your favorite college guy watching? Did you watch a lot of college? You, I mean, you're with the Ohio State team. Who's your yeah. favorite to watch that wasn't Ohio State? And- My favorite guy in college to watch. Or how about we? How about we space it out? who's your favorite guy to watch in college since you played? In yeah, since you left. Since you left in
1: 07 Because, I agree. And I'm I could see. No, no, no. I mean,
0: take listen. I could see in your eyes. You're like, how am I supposed to pick a guy from last year when Jalen Brunson was the best player in the country? Mm-hmm. Like, that's uh, when you're, actually when you're Omari. Spellman. my favorite? Amari Spellman? Mm-hmm. Look
2: at I, you. I, I really like that kid. I, I think he's going to be that a great like pick. the big cat, mm-hmm. you know, like the DeMarcus. I think he has the potential for that. Um, I, I'm not going to say Trey Young, but it's hard to not say Trey Young because that's all they showed.
1: Mm-hmm. You mean the guy that should have been the national player of the year? Yeah, yeah so weird how yeah, the guy was who
0: was great. averaging like 29 and 12 mm-hmm. yeah. and – shooting somehow, from shooting the became parking up, lot. <laughs> we became overrated. So weird. Why, why did we talk about him so much? That was so stupid. Why do we talk about this guy? It's like, what did, what has he done? Other than what does he even do? Post numbers that no one has ever
1: posted before. Um, we got anything else? I'm trying to think, trying to rack my brain.
2: Oh, y'all want to hear this story? This is a good story. Yeah. So, uh, Miami. Yes. So, you know, when I cut my hair, right, I'm going back about my head. So, you know, I got the, the little lines in my head that you, uh, People used to call them Sean Shane Battiers, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So in Miami, I played with Shane, Shane Battier. And I can tell you, my Shane Battiers are worse than Shane Battiers.
0: Your your rink your
1: wrinkled yes. head is worse than Bad-y-ays? Yes. <laughs> no. Did, did Shane Battier like make like a funny like dad joke about it or something like that? No,
2: no. How did you we, figure this we out? We never really talked about, but I can see because he keeps us a, a shortcut. But how do you so, see
0: your own? Did you did, there's mirrors. What do you mean? Like, like, I, I can, can literally. Can I mean, you just said it. you didn't even know you had a bald spot. I, I didn't because
2: well, I can't I can see, back see back there, there but you, if Miami my head's cut short, you can see. see you can see your wrinkles, yeah. And, and in Miami, eyes, I remember eyes. I was like, damn, this
1: ain't even that <laughs> bad. Mine's just <laughs> <Yeah. up." laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Battle it oh, uh, 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 tell your it, it did, it yeah. They want you to look like a villain.
0: Tell your uh, uh, Dick Vitale story.
2: Oh, so. At the Indianapolis 500, I mean, people can't see me, but I, I go to meet Dick Vitale and he literally whoops my ass. Like, I don't know why he's so strong handed, but he like shakes my hand, like just crinkles it, and then like, all right, and just smacks me like six times in the back. And I'm like, ah,
0: ah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like the old guy move where he's like, all right, champ, and he's like, yeah, yeah, kind of slaps you in the back. But it really and hurt. And I'm like, that doesn't God. surprise me at all.
1: <laughs> Was he hammered? <laughs> yeah, I must have. Been. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, don't. Yeah, you don't be on the All he, I know. He, was my cousin was like, "Did you see Mario Lopez? He, he killed like ten cookies. cookies. How does he look like that?" I,
1: and that was my Indianapolis 500. <laughs> You're at the Indy 500 with Mario Lopez. <laughs> that is quite the trio. If give you it, saw the three guys. Give us, story.
0: give us another good story. Um, <laughs> I was at the
2: Indianapolis 500 and uh, I was running a no. little late and. um so me and J.R. Hensley Super agent, that's my guy um, We're literally walking down And we see this guy In fucking Daisy Dukes A fanny pack um, A mullet, a wig mm. Hammer, just running by himself Sounds And then I'm sitting there And I'm like I look at Jr. and I go Damn, that guy looks like Mark And as soon as I say it He turns, sees me And just keeps running, just runs and gives me a hug and he
0: was hammered that, that wasn't that wasn't what i meant by telling another story i was saying oh, uh, oh. give us like and he was with mario lopez like as we're as we're recording this the espies are going on you went oh, to the espies you played piano with justin timberlake i did right um I, I want stories like that greg give us another good story
1: uh you did say that you love the espies is one of your I favorite i do love events. the espies uh, you were very upset that why know, you weren't invited this year neither were, neither were we
0: i just because uh, the sps kind of suck as a consumer as a viewer i don't know when i go
2: there and you just see like um how they picture sports and and just the meaning behind sports it's, it's not the fake stories that people make up is this is the real things that happen and the one thing i These like is always the uh the best comeback you know yeah guys who had bad season and then because i that would always been my motivation when i was playing I always you know try to Mm-hmm. I get nominated dude, for
0: that. Are you fucking kidding me? You're trying the whole. Your motivation is to win an ESPY. <laughs> are you no, serious? No, I mean dude? like mm-hmm. I have a bunch of motivations. No. Look, he's look, he's look, not, is he's that not, like my only motivation is to SP win chaser. an ESPY. literally the is. only person in yes. the history of the world yes. that's like you know no. those I want Dan nice, Patrick <laughs> to give me the comeback. <laughs> the, the haters of the season. The hater said it couldn't be done, folks. But here I am, nominated for I ESPY, baby. The ESPYS.
2: Hey man, I like stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, every time all those award shows come what, on, I sit there, I record. My watch literally all of them. What's your
0: What's your sports take that goes against the grain the most? That you're most passionate about? That, that you, you believe? That you feel like most people think you're crazy for? Um, it doesn't have to be basketball. It doesn't have to be basketball. It doesn't have to be basketball. What's um, something you feel strongly about? I don't have a
2: football team because I watch Red Zone, and mm-hmm. I don't like teams no more. I like all the players. Like I, I like players instead of teams now. Yeah, I think oh, that
1: yeah. that sort of happened with both NBA and the NFL. Yeah, it's that's like, kind of a that's yeah. kind of the exact opposite of the
0: question I asked you. It's kind of like what everybody does, but that's cool. Let's well, people find it that's
2: weird a, that I don't have an NFL team. Yeah, I was like, you're not a Colts fan. No, I was a Peyton fan, right. so I was a Denver fan mm-hmm. after when he went, mm-hmm. and they did him dirty,
0: dude. You're so I guess I guess this is like a a great tale. Like Greg is a, very much a bandwagon sports fan. Is what we're learning mm-hmm. that he just like. Follows Peyton, follow, loves all the Warriors guys, loves LeBron.
2: I don't mean I like down. the Warriors. I was going for the Cavs to win.
0: Because LeBron was on Cause the Cause Cavs. Because you're
2: a Cavs fan. No, because I'm a Cavs fan. Because I live you, in so Ohio. you're a legit
0: Cavs fan. What, what, team, what professional team are you like actually – what's your number one professional team? The Cavs. The Cavs.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Who's your favorite Cavs player ever? Not LeBron James. Oh. Uh... Kyrie Irving. I feel like Kyrie. This is a there was a Cleveland guy on the plane with me, right? He's wearing a Cleveland hat. And I was like, I'm sorry about LeBron. He's like, I don't care. I was like, you don't care about, you know, LeBron leaving. That's a big deal. He's like, He's when he left the first time, he was dead to me. And I was like, he was like, even when he came really? back, he was dead to me. He was like, it was Kyrie's team. He's like, if I could trade anything, I would have traded LeBron coming back to keep Kyrie. And I was like, wow. This man like, is an idiot. I was like, this yeah. man. I was like this man, man, that give, is wild. Give me this man's address. Let's <laughs> no,
0: go I, want, I wanted tonight. to record it. I was like, save for the pod, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that man's <laughs> name, Grego <laughs>
1: <Yeah, no, okay. laughs> was the
0: uh Anything else before we let, let Greg get back to his life with his uh, working on, what was it, sports management, sports? Sport industry major. Sport industry studies. I had sport. a uh,
2: wine and beer of the Western culture Ooh. class. So my last thing I had to do was go to a liquor store and take pictures of cognac, scotch, vodka.
0: This was yeah. for for college.
2: This for, the, for class. actually. Tennessee never stop. Never. This, stopped, is, never this tell. is a
0: great recruiting pitch for for the Ohio State University. By the mm-hmm. way, that we give out credits. No, for, it's a uh, it's a summer. It's a summer uh, elective for my major.
1: It's a class. That's it's yes, great. It's uh, a class. It's a class. <laughs> it's last
0: right. last question. Um, did did you get recruited by Coach K at all?
1: No. You
0: I, got, I, gonna, I got recruited by four coaches. I was going to ask um, you for a Coach K story, but the fact that he didn't recruit you is a like well, story were there, Were you
1: there with USA Basketball, right? I was I was there, yeah. So when he was there, when he came over, right? For 2006, you were like the U, what was it, U21? Yeah, U18. but I was still injured,
2: so I couldn't okay. even do anything. Okay. My okay. wrist was still injured, so.
1: I just didn't know if he came up to you and asked you who your favorite NBA player was, and then you told him, and then he texted him and showed you the text, and then you were like, <laughs> I already went to school. My favorite NBA player is David <laughs> Robinson. His t- 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 uh, that's the Coach K recruiting pitch. He goes up to him. He asks him what their favorite player is. They tell him. He texts them, and I'm sure it's like Duke assistant or someone else that has the number, and then he's like, Kevin Durant says he loves your game. And then they're like, I, Jason Tatum's like, I guess I got to go to Duke. You know? that, and then when they meet him in real T- life, they're T- like, T- I've never heard that, of you, kid. That Coach K's like texting a manager on Duke,
0: and he just has it put in his phone as Kevin Durant. Uh-oh. No, I have, <laughs> I, I have like, had three different yeah, people lot, tell me yeah. that is how he reproached them. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say this, Shabby
2: Randolph and Josh McRoberts are two of my favorite people, and these are Duke alums. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: and guess what? Both those guys are what I like to (laughs) call Duke defectors. Yeah, they're excommunicated. They they are not a part of the program at all. I I didn't want to talk about that every time I talk about that. What do you think we do on our podcast? Why would you not talk about that? If any of these guys listen to this, they'd be very upset at what we're talking about. But at the end of the day, those guys were the smart ones. I love both of them. I loved McRoberts when he was on the Bobcats. He was our best player. He was a point forward. He really was. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah. He was awesome. Indiana. Again. Also in your draft, also in the green room. And then he closed line the Also brown went that. to Portland with me. Then he closed on yes. LeBron
0: that one time. Remember that? that was oh, cool.
2: So there is a foul that I had on Blake Griffin. I was talking about this. Yes. Was, yes. And I would definitely got kicked out the game. Like, you know, he was just coming back. He was dunking on everybody. So he goes, I literally, I didn't try to go for the ball. I didn't even jump. I literally two handed pushed that man mm-hmm. in the air. You bind him. <laughs> him. It was Andrew I was Lyon. like, who, no, look, like I'm who, not gonna. Who let dunked him on you the best? That. Derek Rose snuck me one time. And then two plays later, freaking Joe Kim Noah. It was one well, of them where like I blocked it, like literally I had the ball in my hand, and then I let go thinking the ball was gonna fall out of his hands. And he just kept, and it you didn't. kept
0: pushing mm-hmm. and just dunked on him. Yeah. I that, mean that really hurt. You got him what, like 30 times in the national championship game?
1: Yeah. So I mean, he. I guess they
0: won the but game. They won.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. He gets credit for like stopping you in that game too, which is. Very, Does he? Are we sure he gets credit? Uh, it, well, in the popular, it's it's very strange how that all works out. It was
2: out. actually like four or five of them. It was Richardson, Orford, Noah, Spates. Uh, 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 Spates or, was the secret. We whatever.
1: had we had
0: Duncan Robinson who played at Michigan last mm-hmm. year. He was on our pod last week, um, and I asked him at what point in the Villanova game did you realize that you guys had no fucking shot at beating Villanova in the national championship game? I'm gonna ask you the same question. At what point in the do you remember like a point against Florida in the national title game? We were like, it's just not our night. It's just not happening tonight. Because um, we, yeah. we were down, we were down like six with five minutes left. By the way,
2: when um, Orford got the dunk and did the shimmy, yeah, when my mind instantly went from punch him in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I knew. I was like, oh, your mind's not on basketball yeah, You're, no not to you're just basketball frustrated right you're now. You're trying it's, to fight. It's, it's over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And it really hurt I hate that they showed Those that. guys talk shit I hate dude, that dude, they man. came back No And I really hate that I love Joe Kim Noah Like Stop, I wanna dude, hate he's... him I wanna hate him so much God. Every time I see him What do you mean he personally like, As a player yeah, As a tennis like, player Dude Every time I see that guy I'm like Man they beat us. I really
0: hate him He was like What up Gio What's good Dude, this he's is just a good person. This is, this is Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley 2.0. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where like Jordan mm-hmm. befriends Barkley <laughs> yeah. because he's just comparing Joe Kim Noah to Michael Jordan might have been the highlight <laughs> of Joe <Kim> Noah's career. <laughs> this is exactly what's happening. Where <laughs> this is what Phil
1: Jackson pitched him on in New York. Where
0: Jordan was the alpha and just made Barkley and he was like, hey, we're actually friends, Barkley, but then really behind his back, he's like, You're my bitch. I own you. This is what happened in you. Joe Kim Noah beats you in the national title mm-hmm. game and then tries to pretend like you guys are friends. Don't fall for this. Don't fall for this.
2: I'm a nice
0: guy, man. Greg, thank you for doing this. You got to come back on during the season. Yeah. Uh, In the middle of the college basketball season. We want your college basketball takes. We talked – like, I I wanted to get this out of the way so we could talk about your life and, um, I don't know. I would love to be flown
2: down to L.A. Uh, and, uh, you know, go go see a game with you guys, UCLA. Yeah, be our intern. Yeah,
1: isn't it a little ridiculous that I flew from L.A. to Columbus to see you guys? I think you guys can fly out to L.A no actually we love it here so it's it's great (laughs) i love it here i'm having a great time it's fantastic a lot like north carolina uh greg
0: uh we i will i will see you soon um thank you for coming on do you listen to our podcast when i can Okay. So yes, I listen.
2: That's
1: actually going to be the slogan great, of our podcast. Listen, when you I listen can. when I can. Listen when you Dude, can. We should get teachers made of that. Yeah, listen like, when you can. Greg Oden. Listen when you can. You I know, listen. Peter Travers. It comes up with like his review of the movie. Greg Oden says he listens when he can. That's the
0: most honest thing that has ever been said. Is like I listen when I because everyone else is like I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. or what What is that? <laughs> what is the, John, do you know you know when you when I know I the Diebler story. Then do you, do you hear me talk about Diebler.
2: Uh, yes, you've been like for like three or four episodes. You were shouting him out oh, hoping yeah, he, he would like text you or say he
0: something listen. he never did God bless he, you great. you're not a deepler greg thank you dude uh good to see you as always we will do it again at some point in the season appreciate it thanks greg
1: thank you